0: You are listening to the Catholic Thinkers Podcast, a free treasury of instruction in the Catholic intellectual tradition. If you enjoy this lecture, please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate. This is Father James Shaw, and I wish to continue on the series of lectures that I have given that are on various topics. Today's uh, topic will be called The Brighter Side of Hell. It was, I think, originally given in uh, a uh, pub in Stamford, Connecticut, but it's also published on Ignatius Insight on the 11th of November in 2005, I think, and is the chapter chapter 5 in my book, The Modern Age, which was published by St. Augustine Press in 2011. I will begin the lecture with a citation from uh, Joseph Ratzinger's book called Eschatology, Death, and Eternal Life, which is a very, very powerful book, actually. The quotation is this, quote, No quibbling helps here. The idea of eternal damnation, which had taken ever clearer shape in the Judaism of the uh, century or two before Christ has a firm place in the teaching of Jesus as well as in the apostolic writings. Dogma takes its stand on solid ground when it speaks of the existence of hell and of the eternity of its punishment. The end of the quotation. Now, hell is has uh, gotten a bad name. I'm sorry to hear it. It rightly, uh, If rightly understood, it is rather a positive teaching, even a freeing one. Hell has too few defenders. We are told uh, by learned uh, scholars and other uh, unsympathetic souls that hell is old-fashioned. It is out of date. No one, especially no one important or uh, smart is said to hold it in any to hold it anymore, and therefore uh, it cannot be significant. If anyone has heard a sermon on hell in his local parish in recent decades he probably cannot remember it. No fire and brimstorm is to be heard in the land. Or if if something uh, on the topic of hell was heard, it was undoubtedly some uh, reassuring preachment guaranteeing that this unpleasant topic was really nothing to worry about, even... Uh, If we are inveterate sinners, especially if we are inveterate sinners, then we very often are told not to worry about it. Obviously, such uh, inveterate sinners have the most to lose in case um, this curious doctrine uh, happens to be true. All is forgiven. But if anything, uh, perchance, needs to be forgiven, we are assured, furthermore, that all is forgiven by a compassionate maker. Most future, most funerals these days, as far as I can tell, operate on this assumption. We uh, give eulogies. We do not remind ourselves ourselves that we, too, are to follow, not to worry in any case. Forgiveness, in theory, becomes not uh, sacramental, but sociological. Poverty, ignorance, prejudice, uh, compassion, these excuse, uh, these exterior forces rule out uh, internal order, uh, to explain why we must uh, do what we do. So, therefore, we are determined to do what we do. The internal uh, order, <coughs> that is, the, that over which we have control, uh, is not responsible uh, to rule itself, as said, as the classical tradition has held. Held, furthermore, by other enterprising thinkers has been uh, depopulated. Terrible place, no doubt, but no one is it. No one is found in it. Even if it exists, which is improbable, it is uh, likely that no one is in it, actually suffering uh, its famous pains and pangs. We even find uh, proposals to save those said definitely to be roasting or freezing a bear depending on what one's theory is of uh, which one is worth to freeze or to burn lucifer for example the famous philosopher jacques maritain once wondered uh, and there is nothing wrong with this speculation if it would not be possible uh, in the divine mercy uh, to lift satan out of hell And deposit him in limbo. The only trouble with that thesis is that limbo is even less believed than hell. Limbo was a place for those unbaptized souls who did not sin, but who were not redeemed. Hell was a place for those redeemed in the blood of the Lamb. But who rejected its dimensions in their personal lives. In any case, it appears that to put anyone in hell for whatever reason, however uh, horrendous, is uh, downright unseemly. It is against human rights. A good God, it is said, simply would not do such a nasty thing as put someone. In hell. What are we to make of all of this confused thinking on a doctrine that is even found in Plato, not to mention uh, rather prominently in Revelation? Is it all that absurd or outlandish or unthinkable? Is hell really a sign of God's impotence or his cruelty? We love to imagine that if we were God, which, to be sure, we are not, we would certainly not concoct such a place from which, evidently, uh, no turning back can be discovered, no possibilities of escape. The trouble with this hypothesis is that it is pretty difficult to find an alternative that is really better than the one we are given. Every alternative that I have ever uh, seen ends up finally by removing either our freedom or our happiness or our minds. We like, no doubt, to put ourselves in a position whereby we can judge God to have been at fault uh, for coming up with such an absurd and cruel position hell it is that is a problem of god not of not our problem any threat uh, of hell ensures us all mm, sorts of uh, discomfort especially uh, now that uh, many of what we formerly called sins are now called human rights uh, we presume To define what was uh, evil to be good, we actually legislate that what is good, and we legislate what is good and what is evil. The list gets longer daily. Surely we think uh, the divinity could have uh, figured out a better way. God seems to have had a limited imagination not to have created a world in which hell was no possibility for anyone actually existing in it the fact is of course uh to give him credit that god did come up with such a world in the beginning hell was not uh, first invented by god and then later later on seeing the uh, mess uh, human beings made of things he decided to send human beings and angels there for was safe keeping it was the other way around god first intended and created a world in which hell did not have any need to exist except maybe potentially but he did intend a world in which real finite Human beings and angels existed and were destined for eternal happiness if they were, if they so chose. The situation of initially creating man for eternal life is that from whence God's problems with human beings arose. He could not create free creatures who were called to participate in his inner life unless they were, at the same time, actually free to choose him. Otherwise, they would have been uh, not free human beings or angels, but automatons ones who had to do this. Heaven, as it existed, or hell, uh, for that matter, was not designed as a place for robots. Such latter beings, uh, for whatever they're worth, are not really capable of loving God by virtue of their own inner understanding and freedom. Hell is simply the direct and necessary consequence of really free creatures refusing to choose God rather than themselves. They chose or preferred a world uh, that they thought they could make for themselves. Uh, put in a positive way the doctrine of hell is the guarantee of our individual and personal dignity without what it stands for uh, namely the basic seriousness and importance of our lives we evaporate all concrete meaning from our existence how so but before we go into this question it is first advisable to remind ourselves of just what the church itself has uh, historically taught on this uh, often uh, too many unsettling doctrine. Various doctrines are emphasized or sometimes overemphasized in giving and given errors eras of church history. We can certainly say that hell has been underemphasized in the past century or so, probably overemphasized at other times. But there is a difference between what Christianity universally holds on the subject it uh, finds in uh, its sources of revelation and those doctrines that are popularly attributed. Uh, or attended uh, to or emphasized. What is ignored or neglected still remains uh, within the doctrinal deposit of things to be kept and held. First, then, I want simply to recall uh, the brief passage or brief paragraphs uh, that the uh, General Catechism of the Catholic Church Devoted to hell, uh, numbers uh, ten, seven, ten, thirty-three to thirty-seven. On these paragraphs, in turn, recall the passages in scripture, tradition, and the magisterium, in which this doctrine is uh, indicated and explained. The uh, discussion begins with uh, the point made above, that is. We cannot be united with God unless we freely choose uh, to love him. Uh, the doctrine of hell, like that of uh, the New Testament itself, is, in fact, primarily an aspect of love, not of justice. The question of justice comes in only after the question of love has failed. Hell is directly related to our own choices to the choice of what we choose to love in the context uh, in the concrete uh, decisions of our lives to de- to quote to die in mortal sin without uh, repenting and accepting god's merciful love means remaining separated from him forever by our own free choice uh, as it says in the uh, catechism in this sense we create or put ourselves in hell mortal sins do exist they must be acknowledged as our own acts uh, put into effect against the rightness of our own natures quote this state of defining itself, uh, exclusion from uh, community with God and the blessed is called hell. in the quote in the catechism. Thus, initially, we cannot really understand hell if we cannot or will not understand love, including divine love. God Himself is, as it were, bound uh, to what. Uh, this reality of love is, since he is bound by what he is. We would not have it otherwise. And recalling what is known as the Last Judgment, the Catechism refers to the fires and punishments uh, for those who uh, persistently do evil. While hell may be a a primarily a spiritual thing, it is depicted also in terms of physical punishment, uh, also out of respect to the wholeness of what we are, body and soul. <clears throat> we may not like this physical description, is it not simply is not simply made up by the church, Rather, what Christ actually said on this topic is uh, preserved in the church uh, which cannot forget its own foundation but the same church never doubts that whatever physical punishment there may be the spiritual suffering the realization that we have rejected what we are is always more serious but just knowing what hell is does uh uh, does incite us to ask why are we told these things obviously we are told these things for our own good and for our own uh aid indeed for our own illumination about what is thus man is asked to make use of the freedom of his freedom in view of his eternal destiny, as the catechism said, we often neglect to think of hell or live as it as if it existed, and still it seems merciful on the part of God to let us know as best he can, that is within the limits of our freedom and of our and of his freedom, what happiness or punishment is in store for us as a result of our choices and action. God is not himself, as some religious or philosophical theories hold, pure will who uh, can make right wrong or wrong right. He follows the goodness of what he is. Thus, this teaching on hell becomes a call call to conversion if we need it, as we often do we are reminded again that, quote, we know not the day or the hour, end of the quote, so that this is a very, uh, this very uncertainty is an uh, incentive uh, to prepare ourselves for what uh, we as mortals are about, are about in this world. Finally, uh, the much uh, misunderstood teaching about predestination is mentioned in the catechism he says quote god predestines no one to to hell in the quote predestination does not mean uh, does not make us do what we do by some necessity outside of ourselves it is not a denial but an affirmation of free will uh, both god's and ours simply because god knows our free acts it does not follow that he is doing the acting, uh, nor are so. If I see someone get up and walk away, my knowledge of his uh, getting up uh, does not make him uh, uh, determined to do so. Knowledge of a free action and uh, uh, cause of that free action are not the same, so the knowledge of the action and the cause are not the same. My knowledge of a free act includes the awareness of its freedom. Uh, otherwise, I do not know what it, that act really is. Moreover, we are to uh, persist uh, to the end. The fact that we sin is not fatal unless we choose to make it fatal. That is, it is. Our own whole life, and its orientation that interests God. Sinners can repent, and many do. The whole point of the Incarnation was the divine awareness that men sin but cannot save themselves by their own efforts, because sin itself reaches the Godhead, the Godhead's love of us and others. That some pretty horrendous things happen among us by our own choices means that we need at all times a way to save uh, ourselves from ourselves. This is the whole purpose of our redemption, to restore us to the possibility of seeing God. But once a way of redemption is given to us, we still must avail ourselves of it we still must choose to use it our personal salvation cannot take place unless our own pre- uh, without our own freedom even god cannot make it otherwise because god too respects the dignity of his own creation of a free being let us grant that in its own origins hell is a teaching of both philosophy and religion it is something we are not uh, merely asked to know but also to think about what positive meaning can it can it have i would say uh, paradoxically that no doctrine uh, more vividly uh, no more doctrine more vividly states or restates the importance of our daily lives uh, and and the choices uh, therein than this doctrine. So it's the one that most vividly tells us the importance of our choice. Ironically, its denial is not a formula uh, for human liberation, but a guarantee of ultimate human meaninglessness and insignificance. Why? We can learn much about what is at issue from Plato, that is, from a pre-Christian philosopher, in many ways the greatest. Plato's whole philosophy was designed to direct our love and action to the good for its own sake and not for any uh, motivation of reward or punishment. There is nothing wrong with doing many things for the motives of reward and punishment and avoiding them uh, for motivations of fear or punishment. On the other hand, as Socrates saw in at the end of the Republic, we did need to talk of rewards and punishment because it was uh, quite clear that the Uh, uh, best men are often uh, killed even by the state and even at the best state sometimes. And evil men are rewarded uh, uh, with great wealth and honor in the cities of this world. This situation is simply a fact which uh, disturbs our sense of fairness and justice. It seems to indicate that the world is very poorly made. Hell, in other words, is a philosophical response to our sense of violated justice, a sense we all have on the hypothesis that the wicked are not really punished and the good are not rewarded. Without an ultimate reckoning beyond this life, many, if not most, evils would, and crimes uh, performed in this world by individuals on others, would go unpunished. Rewards would be wrongly distributed. In this ultimate uh, reestablishment of order in the form of hell or heaven, um, if it's not in effect, the world is made in vain. So if you don't have a doctrine of heaven and hell, uh, then the world is made in vain because it it is an injustice. It is clear that there uh, is a contradiction at the very heart of the world between what is right and uh, what is carried out. So, without ever uh, going into the question of religion on this topic, there is a case for hell that flows from any basic insights in, uh, into human, into the human condition, and its actual record uh, over time. Not all crimes are punished, and not all good things are rewarded. The world, on this view, is simply unjust, uh, as uh, at its core. So let us uh, take this argument a step further. Let us, for the sake of a uh, discussion, accept the proposition that there is no hell. What follows uh, from this denial? First, no ultimate requital uh, of rewards or punishments uh, in terms of deeds uh, done takes place. What is wrong is not punished and what is right is not rewarded. Secondly, what follows on the basis of this hypothesis, that hell does not exist, is that no human action really means makes any difference uh, for good or for bad. The actions of the worst uh, sinner or tyrant and the greatest saint become equivalent. Both end up the same way, no matter which, uh, no matter what anyone does. Any effort to distinguish a noble and an ignoble uh, life falls apart if ultimately uh, makes no difference of what we do. To be sure, we can introduce uh, some taste criterion that would say that I prefer uh, uh, what are now called um, just deeds. Um, But no ultimate reason exists why my deed or yours are uh, preferable. Thus, in logic, the denial of hell is not at all a, uh, uh, a neutral proposition. It is a con- uh, It is this consequence that influences, inclines me to affirm that hell is a very positive doctrine. More almost than any other teaching, it, indirectly perhaps establishes the worth of any uh, daily act of our daily action at any moment I can perform an act worthy of damnation or one worthy of transcendent dignity these actions do not take place in the clouds but right here in my daily relationship with others and with myself this realization is what is meant uh, what it means when you did this uh, to the least of my brothers you did it to me as christ said and this consequence is both for good and for evil the ultimate um, dramas of existence take place everywhere among the rich the poor the ordinary the unusual No one is in any privileged place where this drama, with its consequences, uh, does not regularly take place. So this is what goes on every day uh, in our lives. Obviously, this is not to maintain that such ultimate meaning happens every day as we uh, uh, brush our teeth or greet our neighbor. Uh, but they can and often do take place uh, through what the catechism calls uh, mortal sins or uh, through acts of charity, uh, transcendent uh, charity and its transcendent meaning. They become a part of the free life and character uh, we make of ourselves. Thus, hell has the uh, paradoxical function of enhancing our awareness of the meaning of our daily lives. And this effect is not something uh, morbid or upsetting, but something reassuring. Our lives are so ultimately important that we can lose them. But this possibility is placed before us so that we do not lose them. And we are not supposed to lose them. Hell exists to help us to achieve what we are given in the first place, the promise of eternal life. But this life cannot just be automatically structured into our being so that we have nothing to do with its coming to be. In the end, hell, too, exists that we might be free and free of what is most likely to prevent us from achieving The purpose of our existence but freedom itself does not exist for its own sake we are not free just to be free we are free so that what we choose is something that is really worthy really good really existing in short we are free to reject what we are created for that is we are free to make ourselves the uh, definition of our own happiness. If we do this, we are by definition in hell. That is, we reject by our own freedom the purpose of our being. We can reject this. Both reason and revelation exist to advise us and direct us uh, to that end which is more glorious than uh, we might choose or make for ourselves. And thus hell is not such a bad uh, uh, doctrine. It has a lot of uh, positive things about it if we take the trouble to think about it. Like all Christian truths, it is given to us to think about. In so doing, we can come to see that there these doctrines contain uh, a core understanding that uh, directs us to uh, what is the truth in itself. The road to hell, it is said, is paved with good intentions. It is also paved with many insights into the very nature of our being that guide us uh, to the truth of things and the uh, importance of our own existence. On the end of the lecture on hell. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at CatholicThinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.